This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. The Yogi's Pay Yogi is a place where yoga teachers, studio owners, yoga schools, and yoga educators can spread their healing knowledge. As a public school educator, Terry Siako is aware of the power of collaborating, sharing, and working together. Yoga teachers are becoming more and more specialized. Currently in the yoga community, we see some amazingly interesting titles for yoga classes. Yoga for a Broken Heart, Yoga for Feet, Face Yoga. With a diversity of learning material, we can begin to reach everyone who wants to learn about yoga and wellness. Our ability to work together and not leave anyone out will accelerate the impact that yoga makes on our world. Yogispayyogi.com is an online community platform where yoga teachers can come together to diversify the learning material. Yoga teachers understand the concept of living a self-realized life and that collective energy has always moved mountains. In this episode, Valeria Tellis interviews Terry Siako, the founder of yogispayyogi.com. The conversation is about her online yoga community, the meaning of living a self-realized life, and thoughts in between. Like many, Terry Siako came into yoga to heal the mind, body, and soul. Her yoga journey began when she met her husband and he had a yoga book on the shelf. It began with guided meditations when Terry was pregnant with her first child, and she found that they worked beautifully. She felt like incorporating a mental practice into her self-development would be something that would be beneficial. Fast forward 36 years later. Being recently retired from teaching, Terry opened Earthling Yoga, a 200-hour teacher training from her home. She prepared for her first teacher training class. It had the atmosphere and theme that she envisioned. Still, it appeared that collecting teaching material that was engaging and customized to the level necessary for 200-level students remained a challenge. Not wanting to require the students to buy so many books, yet wanting to incorporate the wisdom of so many yogis made the first year of teaching a 200-hour YTT a challenge. Terry would continuously spend hours and hours looking for things that she needed. With her experience as a science teacher, it was apparent that yogis and wellness professionals needed a peer marketplace for the yoga community. Yoga teachers needed a way to share documents, pictures, videos, lesson plans, classroom support material, and tips and tricks. 
This was Terry's inspiration to create an online space to showcase the collective talent of the yoga teachers. Here is the interview with Terry Siako. In your own words, who is Terry Siako? Well, that's a good question because I'm ever evolving. So that's going to be changing. Um, I would say I'm someone who likes to create. I'm an inventor, a scientist. So before we begin to talk about yoga and yoga education, I have a few general questions for you. As I mentioned before, I call them warm-up questions. What is life to you? That's a great question. I would say life for me is the opportunity to explore, the opportunity to, ex to create, the opportunity to know love and to create love. And I love that. <laughs> What is love to you? There's just so many different forms. That's a great question. I believe that love is not just a feeling you have. Love is God. Love is surrounding you at all times. I, I feel like as a child, I can almost feel the particles on me. I can, and even as an adult, I've had like experiences in like meditation where I feel like I can see it as a particle. I could feel it and it surrounds us and we are part of that. We are that. We are love surrounded by it all the time. What inspires you to do the work that you do and to be a good person? What inspires me, unfortunately, sometimes is my mistakes. Some of the things I've done, I've looked back and I go, oh, that's just horrible. I just wish I wouldn't have gone there. But you know what? Out of a lot of that has come a lot of beauty. So I do realize that there's a purpose for the struggle. But I do realize that there's a way to learn things without creating a struggle. And so I would like to pass that on. And I was a former school teacher. So I just, and I didn't realize I was going to be a teacher when I started out when I was young. But I became a teacher and it was the best thing for me. Um, you're forced to grow. You're forced to learn. You get to meet This was for public education. So you get to meet all these beautiful people that are so young, that are just beginning life. And it's just been a great experience to be able to learn about sharing. And that's what I hope to do. Wow, that sounds so good. What do you think is the world's greatest need? I think the world's greatest need right now is community. We need to work with each other to help to heal each other. And if we could kind of take away some of the barriers, which we're just starting to now, we're going to be able to share ourselves easier and spread what we know about love to other people much more quickly. There'll just be a lot more connectedness. We have the tools now to do that. Yeah, I agree. Wow. I love what you just said. We are helping one another to heal, right? I'm wondering what is like or what is to be healed? You're so good. I love this. Okay. Well, you know, it's going to totally change and evolve because I don't know if you've um, been using the word metahuman, but you've seen it, you know, that's 
a word that's come out or self-realization. So in other words, we're continually becoming more and more integrated. And we're going to teach each other to be more and more integrated because sometimes the puzzle piece that you're missing, somebody else has. And so we just need to connect and share this with each other. And we just need a way to do it. And that's what will heal the world. It's just being aware of that truth that there's no separation. There's one thing happening here, no two. So you're living that. Is that what you're trying to say? Living the unity. Exactly. And and in order to feel that way, you also have to start out with the premise. You have to start out with the intention, with the belief that the answer for you is out there and it will be available. Then (laughs) the universe will provide. Um, You said the answer is out there or would be the opposite in here? We all have the answer. We're just trying to find pointers, so maybe guidance, right? Yeah, through others. Exactly, yeah. Because you know that you want to heal in yourself. And basically, you're just being open to the opportunity. And so once you're open, it's just like, you know, you've heard the analogy. Other people have used it. If you drive a Ford pickup, all of a sudden you notice all the other ones on the road. So as soon as you're open to, like, I'm going to heal this little flaw in my personality or this little flaw in my body, I'm not going to focus on it. I'm going to look for the opportunity to be healed. The universe will provide. And all of a sudden that information will be out there available for you. You'll just notice it. And yes, it is in yourself and you're going to use others to help you recognize it. That's an interesting way of uh, explaining that, how the whole process of healing works. What do you think is the purpose of life, Terry? to become more and more yourself, more and more. So this is why I began yoga. I just wanted to learn about myself. I wanted to learn about my mind. I want to learn how to be able to modify it if I was feeling anxious or if I was feeling depressed, how to turn that into calmness, how to turn that into feeling life again. So, and it's, the answers are really easy. And you've been exploring this your whole life from the time you were little. That's why we have our favorite blanket. That's why we get suck our thumb or whatever other habit we do. So we're just tuned to do that. But as adults, it gets a lot more sophisticated. We want a lot more specific answers. And I found through yoga, I was able to do that. Wow. I know you have a personal experience with yoga and that came together with meditation or you discovered yoga and then meditation. It pretty much came through meditation. That was, I mean, everyone has an inroad. A lot of athletes find it through um, stretching and asana. I found it through meditation. I, very early on in my marriage, I'm not a big person. So I When I got pregnant, I was just a little bit like, oh, I don't know if I could do this. It looks impossible. (laughs) But actually, I I ran into a friend, the universe provided, and she pointed me to a book talking about self-guided meditation. And I immediately started finding things and the outcome was amazing. In fact, I had morning sickness. With the meditation, I was able to really reduce the symptoms quite a bit. And it just, 
from then on, I was just hooked. The power of the mind to heal the body and the body to heal the mind. I was just hooked. Right. Can you explain to us what meditation is? How long should we meditate and what it should be like, the experience? Meditation, every time you do it, is going to be a little different. One of the things I feel like when I first teach my students meditation is they have to know that you're not reaching for perfection. You're just experiencing the moment. So that's why it's going to be different each time. The moment is different each time. And the fact that you have to bring your mind back to a center point is just fine. Some days it'll be easy. Some days it won't be. Um, There's techniques you can do with breathing to help you with it. So to not be too goal-oriented, just enjoy the journey. How long should we meditate for? I'd say for about 17 minutes. 17 minutes. What about yoga? I think I had one class my entire life. What is yoga? What is the uh, the purpose of adopting this practice? And let me talk one second on the meditation. So 17 minutes or more. I mean, two hours is probably the max you would maybe do in a in a given day but it could be it could be more and yoga to me the word means to yoke so it's a bringing together and throughout the years the definition has has changed but at this point i feel like yoga is the yoking of the physical body with the mental body and the spiritual body and there's different layers of the spiritual body so the bringing together so the chance to quiet down, tune into your own nervous system and see what's going on and tune into your own mind and see what's going on with your thoughts and how that relates to your personality and how you're feeling. And through all this, you bring it together and you become the person you are meant to be just by taking a few minutes of meditation or just taking some time on the mat. And people Um, Sometimes separate yoga as an activity versus so many other things you do in life. I can guarantee you that everybody does yoga in one form or another. And maybe it's just stretching their neck, but actually lifting weights is yoga. You're concentrating on your form. You're concentrating on your breathing. Um, When you're playing basketball with a team and you're you're reading other people's movements and you're, you know, in the game and in the zone is what they call. That's yoga because you have yoked your physical body to your mental body. When you're playing music, the same thing happens. So everybody finds their way of bringing themselves together. Yoga is just a standard yoga as we know it from the culture is just the standard way to do this using Asana, prescribed asana that changes the energy movement throughout the body, much the way like acupuncture would. Oh, okay. How did you become a yoga teacher? And why did you decide to create an online yoga community called uh, yogispayyogi.com? Good question. Well, um, it was kind of a long road, but I became a science teacher for public education and it's been, it's wonderful journey. And one of the things 
I've seen the evolution of teaching. And at one time, teaching was extremely competitive. It was like, if you had a way to teach the kids some certain concept, you kind of hoarded your lesson plan. Now, fortunately, I didn't work with colleagues like that, but I've seen some schools where people were very, they wanted to do well. They wanted to get good reviews. The, the pay was tied to you know, how well your kids learned. And so there seemed to be some competition, whether it was getting the smart kids who would boost your scores or getting the lower level kids who had more room to grow. I mean, we didn't really grow until we started working together. And there was a website that came out that even brought this, not just to the school level, it brought it to the national level. And the name of the website was Teachers Pay Teachers. And so when I became a yoga teacher, it's not unusual for, you know, school teachers to have a side gig <laughs> for obvious reasons. <laughs> so I just really enjoyed teaching yoga and I would do this for the school district. I would do it, you know, after school. Sometimes I teach a 530 in the morning class, get showered, go to school. Yeah, that was a fun time. And, and it was just a great way to start the day. So now going several years forward. Here I am retired and I'm ready to live the dream. So I opened a yoga studio out of my house and this is lovely. I have the ladies coming over here in their slippers in the morning and we're doing yoga and it's just, it, it's just a, it's a great thing. So I also opened a yoga school ready to teach people. The problem was I couldn't get lesson plans easily. When I was a school teacher, I'd just get online. I'd find something cute and fun, print it off, pass out copies to everybody, and then we do our little activity. I'm just spending hours on the internet. I'm looking all over the place. I'm going from website to website. I'm getting pieces. And then I felt like I wasn't showing up to my classes fresh. I was repeating a similar pattern that I had as a school teacher where I'm overworking. And I feel like that's the last thing you want to see is an overworked yoga teacher. <laughs> you want to go to class and have, because it's very important before you have a yoga class, you want to be centered because you're bringing your actual essence into the room. And as a leader, you want to be the one that when they see you, they just feel that your spirit is calm, centered, and it helps them to come into that same place. So I ended up through all my searching, I was sitting there one morning and I said to myself, this is right after meditation. This is ridiculous. Somebody, and before that word even came out of my mouth, somebody I got a big grin because whenever you say somebody should do something, <laughs> you have one, yeah, I know, right? You have one finger pointing out and three fingers pointed towards you. So I immediately started like, somebody, oh, somebody, is that me that should be doing this? And I got very excited and made a few phone calls and tried to get the idea rolling. And so with this, whole idea of starting a website where yoga teachers can share their videos, share their printables, um, all that type of thing very easily in the same central location, just like we had with Teachers Pay Teachers, this would make things so much easier and it would help so many people and it will level up 
the education of yoga. Because you have to realize with yoga teaching, it's still very new. It's not like something that's been going on for so many years. And for so long, it's been focused on the asana. But now we're realizing we need to focus on the ethics. We need to focus on the methodology, the pedagogy, how to teach it so that it's memorable. We're ready to level it up to the next stage of teaching. It sounds really great to me, though. Great, great idea that has been realized by you, which is really wonderful. So many of the, so, like with the, the website Teachers Pay Teachers, um, there's so many things on there that are not directly education, but are so helpful. Um, for instance, as I mentioned, I have a home yoga studio and it's, it's been a lot of fun. You know, the ladies come over and they look forward to it and they like the cute little things, kind of Pinteresty type of things I do. And I just wanted a little sign-in sheet with a little skeleton on it for Halloween, a little skeleton doing asana. And I was like, you know, four hours doing this is really ridiculous. If somebody probably has something out there like that, why don't we connect? So it's not just for selling lesson plans. It's also for selling any kind of studio support. Like I, in the class, I was trying to teach about essential oils. Well, so many of the charts regarding essential oils are tied to a specific line of product. And actually, in the class, I didn't want to endorse any specific line, although I'm sure there are some that are more than others. What I'm doing as a teacher is piquing their interest, not trying to have product loyalty. So finding a chart that was easily printable that I could pass out to everyone, giving some, you know, basic information and, you know, starting their interest. So I needed that for all types of areas of wellness. People wanted to know, people in the class want to know all kinds of things, not just the yoga things, the regular wellness. What do they do? Acupuncture, acupressure. What do all of these things do for you? Which ones are going to work for me? So we need a portal where all of that information can go. What a great, great idea. How does it work? Like if I was a yoga teacher now and heard about this, uh, your online community, yogispeyogi.com, what is the first step? Well, that's the thing about my site that's different than everybody else's. You can join for free. You can be a, you can open your own store for free. So I'm basing it off of a similar model to, let's say, eBay or Etsy or Teachers Pay Teachers, where you can sign up. And if people are starting to buy your products, then you can start higher the level of membership and earn more money. But when you get the right, when you sign up as a vendor, and like I said, anyone can, you will earn 55% on your products. Now, if you're like, oh, people are buying my chakra class or my essential oil essential oils wellness poster like hotcakes, you're gonna want to earn more. So you can earn up to 85% on everything you make. So I have products up there's a lady on my website who has a Reiki manual on there, normally a hundred dollars. She is gonna make $85 on every sale of that manual. So 
Yeah, but you're working based on uh, fairness, or collaboration, working together. Nobody loses, everybody, everybody wins. Yes, and in order to infuse that spirit into this business, every step of this business has been made by talent on the street. So, like, I got my web builder off of Craigslist, and he's been amazing to work with. And I worked, I tried with a couple web builders. I had to interview a few, but when I was talking, and, and I was about to, you know, like, I don't know where to find one. And my son, who's an electrical engineer, he said, well, check out this guy. I found him on Craigslist because he gets, because my son's part of my business. And he, I talked to Justin, the web builder, and he got this, like, little tickle in his, in his throat when I told him about what I'm trying to do. I'm, like, I'm trying to build a portal where everyone can put all their wellness materials, lesson plans, and all the cute ideas they have. And I heard him go, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? This would be great. And in fact, it's so good. Someone took the name Yogi's Pay Yogi's with an S on the end back in 2012, and they've done nothing with it, which is fine. And I checked into buying it, but I'm not, I, I can't pay 200,000, you know, people usually pay a lot for these domain names. And I like to keep this business and the energy about it all about the people on the street. I mean, if you're famous, fine, load some things up and hope it finds traffic to your webpage. But this also has to be a way for yoga teachers and wellness and other healers to start from the ground up without big investment. Yes. I love that, Terry. Like you said earlier, being creative. So creativity can get us there. Yes, and you don't know. You you know, you put it out there. And who knows? Maybe nobody's interested and then something happens and all of a sudden people are interested. And the beauty of having it online is that anytime you need to make an update, not a problem. You can upload videos, an entire book, you can upload audio files, and of course just regular printables, posters, you know, worksheets. Um, we need things for book clubs. Sometimes they like to have a little, you know, outline to follow. Um, sometimes people want to dabble in something. We could use some printable angel cards. We could use, we need things for yoga manuals. Yoga Alliance, which is the licensing board that is the most recognized at this time for yoga. They just came out with some new standards that they're implementing in 2021. And so they've leveled up in all areas. They, they want, you know, ethics and all of that squared away. And we need to be able to give this information to our students in a creative way. We need to give it to them in a attractive way because we really need to honor their learning. Giving people you know, Xerox copies of, of uh, magazine articles, while it may work, may not be, that's just not generally, as a teacher, the type of thing I give my kids. And so it's not the type of thing I would like to give my adult students either. Yeah, I love the way you bring your own life experiences yeah, into it. Yes, you know, there are those moments in your life, throughout life, where you're like, I am like the perfect person for this. <laughs> like. 
I was made to be here, right here at this right time. I'm sure you can identify because that's what led you to doing this podcast. Absolutely. Yes. No doubt about it. Yeah. You say that in teaching, we have something called best practices. What are some of these best practices? Best practices are things that you know you can do that are that's going to make you the best teacher that you can be. You want to make it clear to the students that they're accountable to their own learning. So that if they're not getting it, they know that they can ask you. So you have to make it a welcoming place. That's a best practice. You have to make yourself approachable. That's a best practice. A time to ask questions. So much of many best practices are things that you already know, but you really need to bring it into your awareness every once in a while and go over the checklist so that everyone has an opportunity in class. One best practice is giving a chance for everyone to participate, usually by talking. When I was in teacher training and in a lot of yoga training classes, typically we sit there with a notebook and a pencil and we're on the mat. But in regular, in teaching best practices, we usually break up into groups. We give people a chance to talk because when you talk and listen with someone, it's more integrated into your mind versus just sitting in a lecture mode. So lecture is very outdated. A lot of times we have people get up and move about the room and write their ideas on poster boards. You're beginning to see these best practices more and more. Having been a science teacher, a lot of what I did was STEM activity. So we do know that movement helps people remember what they just learned. These best practices can be put into so many things. Think about it when you're talking, for instance, something you may be learning with Um, Ayurvedic cooking. Well, if you're actually, instead of listening to it, you actually see the video or you actually participate in it, you're going to remember a lot more and it's going to change you a lot more. So that's a best practice. Yeah. Is that part of the uh, old yoga teaching model and the new one that you talk about? Yes, because teaching is relatively new to yoga and we're moving from a patriarchal society to more of a matriarchal society, which is more encompassing, it's going to have a different flavor. And yoga is a great place for us to start this more inclusive, you know, not just the good, the smart students to the front of the class. And, you know, everyone gets a chance to show their talents and share what they know. Students bring a lot with them already to the table when they're in a class. And I think We should not just honor the teachers, which we should do, all the teachers, the old ones as well as the new ones, um, but we should also honor the students being open to learning and listen to how their curiosity was piqued in order to come to class. And that's often an indicator of where their talent may lie in the future. Wow, I love that. I think I heard from somebody The best thing to learn what we want to learn when we are not forced to learn, but we're just inspired to learn. That is the best. I totally agree because that's where our genius lies. I've seen it over and over. My husband, he's an accountant. He's another part of my amazing team. Um, He 
he used to play with pencils as a child. I mean, I, you know, you can't make this stuff up. My other son, who's an environmental, um, works with helping the environment. The minute you would open the door, you know, with his dirty little knees, he'd crawl outside and land in the flowers and just sit there amongst the bees and just be happy. You know, we all have these little shadow parts of ourselves that are hints through um, some of the greatness that lies lies within us. Yes. There are some interesting yoga activities on your website that I was looking, going through them. Would you briefly describe uh, each one of them? I think I have about four or five here. Yeah, I know. The t- and these are not made by me because remember, I'm not selling anything. I'm just, I just created the portal. But we have like, we have crystal energy in there. We have sound tuning, you know, the mantras are printed out. We have clearing group energy. I thought that was great. How to get, you know, when you're first starting something, how to get the the whole group, you know, open and ready to learn and a new moon practice, a full moon practice. There's just, I mean, that's what I'm looking for. All that kind of creativity to be available easily and affordably to other people. Right. That's so amazing. Um, I was just wondering, what is the difference between the full moon and the new moon yoga class? Yeah, well, I'm not familiar with everything on the site because there's going to be a lot of information on there. But generally, a new moon class is for new beginnings. And I have downloaded her. I have bought her class and and got several ideas off of there. And it's for new beginnings. In fact, I have a grandson named um, New Moon in my native language, in my um, in a tribal language, which is Muskogee. So Hathliji Mujosi is his name. And we nicknamed him, his nickname is Huzzy. But so he was named that because of, because he was born on a new moon and because every child is full of new beginnings. So full moon is where you're coming to a, a culmination of all that you've manifested and you're celebrating it, the fullness of everything you've brought so far. So there's a lot of gratitude in that one. Mm, gratitude. So they are different. Yes, they are different. Yeah. If you have the experience with these uh, practices, it would be great if you could um, talk about them. The chakra balancing, which I found to be very interesting, and how to activate the chakras through taste. Right, right. Um, the chakra balancing one is her class, that class that she posted is an excellent one. It's, it is going to bring all the chakras, the energy centers in your body composed of bundles of nerves um, into more alignment. So let's say you're spending a lot of time in your head, you're going through this whole practice, you're going to get more grounding energy. Let's say you're very grounded and you need to do some higher level thinking. Well, maybe you're going to move the energy into your heart where you bring it, you know, more kindness and compassion. Maybe you bring it into your voice. So there's some clarity and kindness. Maybe you, you know, so maybe you bring it into the third eye where you're going to have a little bit more insight. So by balancing all these energy bundles energy centers in your body, you're going to um, end up being healthier, not just physically, but also 
in the mental body and the spiritual body. You're going to become more integrated is what I call it, where all of them come together and you have those moments where you feel like you are thinking so clear, like you're moving the physical body, even with integrity and clarity. And people can actually see the light behind your eyes because there's that glow when it when it's all working together, where you're feeling your best self. So that's what that chakra balancing is about. And what was the other one? Um, the other one, it's how to activate the chakras through taste. Oh, that one, yes. Yoga is about bringing consciousness to your entire system. And that is not just doing the postures. And that's not just meditation. That's so that... You can do everything with more um, awareness. So when you're even eating and tasting, um, and I actually participated in that class with her. That that was a lot of fun. That one, you're actually making your taste buds even more acute. That's going to help you with your diet in your third eye with, without, with helping, what do I really want to eat? Does this taste good? Does my body want this? And as you create that awareness, you, you just begin to make different choices and you enjoy your food more. Simple as that. And so different foods have different energies. And in that class, you're getting some of that. So you're, you're learning which, if you do want to activate, let's say your creative chakra, what kind of foods would you eat? Yeah. So, yes, it's so much information out there and there's so much that we other people know that perhaps we want to learn. So this person who put this together, she did a whole series of workshops, a very creative person. And there's more than one way to teach. So, yes, she does teach in the studio, but some of us want to teach on paper. Some of us want to teach with our voice. Yeah. I absolutely love the idea, the premise of yoga and everything that you're doing, because it's all about bringing together body, mind, spirit, so we can end the separation here in order to end separation there. Well, I honestly believe that yogis and those people in the health profession are going to be some of the first in the world to intentionally build the life that they want, intentionally build, you know, health in their life, peace, intentionally connect with source, have a balanced life. And I'm hoping that this website is just one more way people wanting to spread their love can spread it, but another way that um, they can build the lifestyle that they want, another source of passive income. and be able to not spend every hour hustling. I mean, once you put something up on the website, um, until you take it down, it's there. If you're out, you know, vacation, you can still check the website, do anything you want. In fact, if you wanted to go on vacation and close your store online, you can do that. And then you can open it when you get back. So in other words, let's begin to work and build our lifestyle on our terms. That would be a beautiful way for more and more of us to live. 
Now, Terry, what a great promise. The idea of living the life, realized life first in order to teach that to others. There's no other way of doing that. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Lead by example. <laughs> exactly. Would you like to add anything before I begin asking you my final questions? I encourage everyone to take a look inside themselves, see what they have to share. And have faith that what you've learned, somebody else wants to know, or at least be reminded of. And please, if you are a writer or a blogger um, and you see any opportunity in this, this entire website is scalable. There is no end to it. It's not just for um, certain talents. It's not just for people who are highly developed Sometimes people want to know beginner stuff. So feel free to share. Feel free to, to give it a try. It costs nothing. Really great. Yeah. Thank you so much for the work you do. Thank you. And thank you. My final questions. How do you define success? What is to be successful? To be successful is to constantly adjust your path and not look at success as an end goal to look at it as a journey and to constantly adjust. So you want success in so many areas, not just financially. You want it family-wise, friend-wise, physically. So there's so many things that you can begin to move toward. toward. So if you just take little steps at a time and you, you keep your intention in mind, then it will happen. So can we do a little intention right here? I would like to set an intention um, for myself to everyone else. Um, whether you want to give, you want to click on yogis pay yogi at all or not, let's all have a similar intention that, let me do a little inhale and exhale because I'm so excited. I'm a little breathless. That's, yeah, that's part of it too. <laughs> Let's move toward the place as a species, as a planet, where we can all bloom freely um, without harming each other. Let's be able to bloom to our fullness and not hide how lovely we are and all the beauty inside us and let it be seen. Thank you for everyone who's listened and may you be inspired to live the dream. What was the hardest lesson to learn about yourself in life as of today, Terry? That's a good one because it shifts it, like everything. I guess with starting this new business, I feel like so full of potential and so excited and so ready. Sometimes I just get a little insecurity, but you know what? That's what yoga's for. That's what my friends are for. And I just got to move ahead and know that uh, the universe will provide all the confidence I need in the future. That speaks to, to all of us. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, what is another word for healing? I would say ease. Because dis-ease, if you take apart the word, dis-ease is when you, you know, you feel it in your muscles, you feel it in your mind. So I would say ease is the closest word. Ease and grace 
Um, if you knew you would die soon, meaning losing the body, would you make any change in your life or do anything differently? Absolutely not. Of course, it's easy for me to say because I'm at a, I'm in a good spot right now. I'm you know, lived a good life, and I plan on living a lot more. But um, it's all the thing. I would just have to say that I wish I wouldn't have fought against things because it's all turned out good, and that's that's the mindset you tend to get at my age. Um, which, by the way, is not that old. I'm I'll be turning sixty this year. Um, but yeah, I I feel like just keep moving and know that it all works. That it's not the end. If if things seem bad, it's not the end. It means it's the beginning of something new. So at one time, I used to be a geologist, and I just had trouble with going out of town. So I went into teaching. I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. It was the best thing for me, and then that led me to yoga. Again, the best thing for me. And, you know, I just am anxious to see, not anxious, excited to see what the next chapter brings with Yogi's Pay Yogi's at Yogi's Pay Yogi. And may that be a source of pride for so many people as they get to really realize their dream and get to do the same thing, create their new realities. Wonderful. I love the way you said that the end is just the beginning of a new thing. It's renewal, transformation, right? What are three things about life you know for sure as of today? Love is all around you. One. Two. The universe supports you. And three. Enjoy the beauty that's around you every day. Just look around, take pause, and you will see you're right where you should be. Yes. Um, you made me breathe heavier. Yeah, I know. With a little bit more ease. Just <laughs> <laughs> I mean, deeper. Let me use the word. It's all going to be fine, and it will be, yes. It has been a meaningful, fun conversation. A lot of beauty in the way you speak. What are you trying to do? Yeah, the word is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Where can we find more information about you, your work, services, and future projects? Sure. If anyone would like to get contact me, I have a personal webpage for my yoga studio, which is Earthling Yoga. Earthling as in like an alien yoga Dot com. That's not a, a really well-developed uh, website because I've kind of put it on the back burner. Where I want your attention to be is on this website right here, Yogis. So Y-O-G-I-S, pay, P-A-Y, Yogi, Y-O-G-I, without the S, because remember, I didn't want to pay extra for that S. <laughs> dot com but you are the yogi that will get paid yes if you put things on there dot com and that's where to find me on the website there ha there are links where you can contact me with any questions i would be glad to set up a um, video conference with you if necessary and i will be traveling to several cities so stay tuned i will be going to phoenix um, in October, I believe I'll be going to Memphis, um, somewhere in the South, but I'll be having all that up there. I'm doing some talks in Colorado. And in fact, once things really get going, we'll be having um, gatherings here in the beautiful city of Palisade, Colorado, where we will 
have workshops and you can show your material to other people, large gatherings. And you can, in fact, we have two, a ballroom and another large room where we'll have yogis teaching, have several classrooms. We'll have yogis or other professionals sharing their material and what they know where you get to actually meet the other teachers who are posting things online. So be a lot of fun, a good vacation spot. I'm going to look for someone who's doing paddleboard yoga to do some classes on the lake right there. We have a new thing in Palisade called the Plunge, where it's a mountain bike trail that starts at the top of the mountain and it's all downhill. <laughs> they shut you down. So, so I hope to make, although education can be a very serious subject, I want to keep it also in a fun realm too. I've done things like yoga and wine and because this is wine country. And so there's going to be teachers doing the very serious from yoga philosophy all the way to the yoga, all, all the way to yoga fun. I'm looking forward to it. Really great. Thank you so much again, Terry. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Terry Siako, please visit her website, yogispayyogi.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. I want to thank the Patreon members, Lawrence McGrath, Mark Basden, Terry Clayton, and Aidan Vickrock. Thank you again for listening, and bye for now. Bye.